Alright, and welcome everybody to episode 9 of the Chilled Esports Podcast. I'm your host here, Eugene Caffin, and alongside me is my good friend, Joseph Ray. Joey, you're back today, man. I am fucking back. It is great to be back. Dude, it's great to have you here. Um, I, I have to say I missed you last week, um, yep, even though brought- Christian gave you a bit of a roasting about why you were away. But, um, you know, <laughs> get your well, fucking priorities right, man. Well, now he's not here, so I can roast him. I know. Yep, that is that is that extra news. Is uh, Christian is goes actually, around comes around. Yeah, Christian is actually not here. Um, he said that he had uh, stuff to do and couldn't make it back in time for recording of the podcast. So, so what uh, kind of stuff? I uh, didn't mention. He didn't mention actually. Stuff um, okay. Jeez. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think you might need to get his priorities right as well. <laughs> um, need priorities right. Yeah, he's probably busy uh, analyzing Overwatch. Actually, he's probably like, "Hmm, mm. what if Hanzo was was three pixels forward on <laughs> Lunar Colony and two pixels to the left, aiming just there?" And it's like, team kill. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. He the does. Broken strategies in Overwatch. Mm, yeah, he does love him some Overwatch. He does love him some Hanzo. So, you know, he is he is probably thinking about it more often than I do. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I think my win rate has gone up significantly since I started listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, I think, dude, let's just let's just jump right into this. Let's just go. This is. Uh, go. Let's talk about our week in Blizzard. All right. What do you mean, Blizzard added monks before demon hunters? I'm afraid my condition has left me cold. Oh, the weak always fall. All right, so I uh, I think we might try something different this week. Joey, would you like to go first? Holy shit. An honor I thought I would never get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about your week in Blizzard, man. So, man, um, I actually had an achievement unlocked this week mm. because I managed to play a Blizzard game every day of the week, I, I, I think. Oh, I think my God. Yeah, but I was, I was pretty happy. I now have a gaming time between 10 p.m. and 12 a.m. Oh, yeah, cool. And in that time, I will generally be playing Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, or some other Blizzard game. Yeah, cool, man. No, that's that's excellent. So, um, why did you pick that time? Was there any late reason? So before that time, so obviously I've worked from um, nine to six. Mm-hmm. I don't do about that. And then I have this four-hour period where I, I pretty much just do programming because my my brain's still alive between six and ten. And obviously, there's like some sort of sustenance food in there as well. But yeah, whatever. obviously, yeah. But between ten and twelve. I'm too tired to do any programming. My good Tomodachis are still online. Yeah, I'm usually online then. And the only thing I can do when I'm basically dead to the world is play games. So <laughs> I, I have a period where, where I can consistently play games now, which is great. Yeah. Like, that is really good, man. That is really good. Um, and you know what? It means, uh, it means we get a consistency. And yep. um, you can remove the title of Weekend Warrior. I can remove the title of Weekend Warrior slash Assassin slash Support. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so that was a big uh, step up for me. Um, mm. sort, of, sort of in the, in the meta uh, when we, Week in Blizzard, so I can actually play more. 
Yeah, and here cool. at the store specifically, uh, we had a bunch of good games. Uh, and a few of the ones I wanted to mention were one on Dragonshire, where we had double shamatas for double success. Yes, the double shamatas. And <laughs> I, uh, I believe at one point I actually got pinged because someone thought I was an AI. <laughs> well, because you were one v 2 all day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think you're off in top lane um, against Leo and Malfurion. Yeah, we're up against Leo and somebody else. I don't remember who it was, but it was Leo. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah, and it was Uther on me. But I think the point where he questioned it was when I fired off the ulti into into essentially nowhere. Well, whatever. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, dude, it it was really fun. I really did enjoy the double shamatas, and um, yeah. I love, the, I love the double shamatas. Whenever, whenever people are home, whenever you guys are playing double shamatas, like if you're playing uh, 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 a Genji with a Hanzo, you always have to keep track of your kills with your with your shamata brother. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. every Lord of the Rings scene with Gimli and Ed Legolas, that's pretty much the double shamatas. So like, <laughs> who can get more kills? <laughs> it is me, brother. <laughs> no, it is me. My anime, my anime is stronger. <laughs> yes. Actually, um, it, yeah, it you also it was definitely Stuka because every time I fucking ulted, he just pushed me, he just epic shoved me into the wall. I'm like, oh my god, I can't ulti. Yeah, so <laughs> um also for it to be a fair comparison, you both have to take the dragon ulties. Yes, it has to be double because only Shimadas can control the dragon. Yeah. So, you have to take <laughs> yeah, dragon. so you have to take the dragon ulties. Um <laughs> yeah, no X Strike or the oh well I believe both of them are called Dragon, but um yeah. Um, everyone knows what the dragon ulties are, it's fine. Yeah. If if you weren't a Blizz enthusiast, you wouldn't listen to this podcast. Mm, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had a no win day. I remember this. Uh, I played my favorite champion, TLV. I played Tyrael, and I played something else, and we just couldn't get a win no matter what we did. Mm, yeah, I do remember this. It was very frustrating. Yeah. Now, I think um, something I sort of meta thought about after we after we played the few games was... <laughs> It was really good because we played from I think ten to eleven thirty, and we didn't play like the fourth game because we just weren't feeling it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Is that we weren't really feeling um, feeling another game afterwards. So I think we just switched to something else or stopped. I think we might have stopped because I, I think I was kind of tired. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it's really good um, recognizing when you're when you're in, when you're on a losing streak and just like saying okay. If I'm trying to maximize my fun per hour, <laughs> yes, yes. So my maximum fun per hour, I've calculated, is one point two fun per hour. Exactly. <laughs> whatever, whatever the unit of fun is. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure Eugene, you switched to Hearthstone, and and I think I just stopped playing altogether. If I remember completely accurately, and and I think that was good because sort of recognizing in yourself when you're not having fun is like a very big important. Mm. uh piece to playing games yeah yeah and i definitely agree with you eh? like there is nothing worse than going than just keeping on playing when you know that you're not in the right headspace to do it like you know um and it's just it doesn't really help as much as as much as i can find my center and um (laughs) you know and go yep the past didn't happen which is what you have to do if you want to like be competitive and climb we don't necessarily yeah to win (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but um yeah but now i forgot what i was gonna say no sorry man no, that's cool i just blasted over you with uh some some disney music yeah that's fine we all need to be a man occasionally 
Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, yeah. So be, it, because we're not pros, you know, or people that need to do it, or you know, thinking of climbing, it's just easier just to like take a break. Yeah. That being said, if you're in university right now and you're avoiding uh, studying for exams, I'm going to give you the least responsible advice possible. <laughs> just, play, just play a fucking eight-hour sesh because, like, <laughs> as long as you're having fun, just go ahead and enjoy yourself. Do not listen to this man. He's, <laughs> he's the one that still does the same on whether or not he studies. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> doesn't matter if I study or not. So um, yes, so, do not, do not listen to... to him. Everyone, please stop listening to this podcast <laughs> while playing games in order to study for exams that may or may not be tomorrow. Uh, it, uh, by the way, yeah, um, Eugene's advice might be a bit biased here. No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you a question, Genos. Uh-huh. Now, if you're in the Blizzard client, you've got like an option of like uh, seven games, I think it is. Yeah, well, that depends on whether you consider Activision a uh, thing. <laughs> I mean, including Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2. Uh, okay, so you mean... Yeah, we have an option of seven games. It also depends on whether or not you have um, Warcraft 3 and Diablo yeah. 2. But yeah, generally, the I have, I have seven Blizzard, Blizzard games, not Activision. Hmm. So... Um, when you're looking at this list of games, because Blizzard are well positioned in that pretty much as long as you don't want to play like an indie platformer or a puzzle game, uh-huh. Blizzard has you covered. <laughs> so yeah, far I think as... so. So how do you, what's your method for picking a game to play? Because mine is sort of like, I look at the amount of time it'll take. I look at like sort of what I'm feeling. And I look at, uh, I don't know what else, but it, it sort of generally lands me around here is the Storm Overwatch these days. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I do, I do think about the same things. I think about, for one, um, what, what do I want to do right now? And, yeah. you know, I also um, think about how long is it going to take me? But I think the biggest one that's actually... Um, that's actually uh, influencing my opinion the most is um, are any of my friends online? Yeah, true. Like if any, so basically, if none of my friends are online, then I don't really want to play Heroes or Overwatch too much. So then, oh, yeah. I'll, so then I'll pick like Carstone. Um, mm-hmm. If my friends are online, then I might consider playing Heroes or Overwatch because um, they're just really they're much more fun when you're playing. You know, even with just one other person not necessarily mm-hmm. another four people. So yeah, that's basically how I pick it. I pick it on what I'm feeling, how much time is it going to take, how much time do I have available, and whether or not any of my friends are online. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So so another thing I'm thinking of doing is trying to add... Uh, I sort of have a... I pick a day where I play a genre sort of thing. So I was thinking like... Because I'm a big fan of RTS. I grew up with um, real-time strategies. Uh, all, all the way back to good old June too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you played all of them, right? Even I played all of them. Yeah. I don't know if you mm-hmm. played the original Warcraft. Did you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I actually couldn't play it. I um because I was like five. 
Uh, <laughs> so, so like, like, like what, I'm, what I'm saying is, my brain couldn't cognize what was going on. Like, like I'd build a cool town, and then all these green dudes would come and fuck me up. It's like, what the hell is? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play fucking SimCity over here, and these orcs keep killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn orcs. Oh. Yeah, because 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 I didn't understand. Like, I, I've also got units that can kill them. Like, it, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you did play it, but like. Yeah, you didn't really. I didn't. I didn't really understand uh, Warcraft until I got to uh, around ten years old with Warcraft two and Starcraft. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Like back when those two like powerhouse RTSs came out. Oh man, Starcraft was like the shit. So I, I'm not going to get into my, my Starcraft nostalgia because that's like boring. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that, that's a story for another time. Yeah. So so I'm thinking like. Because Blizzard pretty much has you covered with the genres, I, I was thinking like maybe it's a good idea to think, um, without looking at the list and without cognizing your, your future game experience, just saying I want to play this genre of game, and then just go to Blizzard and say, okay, so so what have you got for me? And then you play that genre. So you're playing like I want to play RTS, I want to play StarCraft Two, I want to play uh, ARPG, I'm going to play some Diablo Three, or MMO, I'm going to play some World of Warcraft. Mm. Might be a, a fun way to mix up the other the other Blizz games into our play schedule. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, because there are times when I do want to do other th- I like other things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just the way that uh, the way that games have been heading um, the last the last few years, and when I say that, I mean really the last like five to ten years. Yeah, is totally. um is about yeah. Body yeah, it's more about like you know being in a party, but having shorter amounts of time invested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like we went from you know being in an RTS where you could spend you know an hour in a game, possibly <laughs> building up your base, and, like yeah, getting, building up, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, making up you know making up all these walls everywhere, building this like yeah. massive fuck off army, and you know yeah. do, like you know playing. Um, uh, playing SimCity with your buildings and all this other stuff, uh, <laughs> uh, to like e- even what well what World of Warcraft was like sort of the anomaly where people wanted to spend like just infinite amounts of times on this like game and spend well, yeah, you know, crazy exactly. you know fucking twenty four hour sessions playing this game. Um, Man, I I remember those sessions. <laughs> Raid night, yes. <laughs> yeah. Karazhan, over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So so there, there was that, but I think it's moved more towards like um like smaller game sessions. Like we saw yeah. like you know chunks. yeah we saw League of Legends come in and really blow blow away the movie scene, and then yeah. you know we had you know Heroes of the Storm, which is you know just superior, but still even shorter gameplay than League of Legends. And then yeah, Overwatch, which is even shorter than Heroes. So, um, you know what Blizzard's missing, actually? You know what Blizzard's missing? What are they missing? A 2D or 3D arcade fighter. Yeah, they are missing that. Um, I'm not sure it's in their... I don't know if it's in their site anytime soon, though. Well, it's, not, well, it's not like they don't have the characters for it. And yeah. I, I can see that, like, you know, Heroes of the Storm could branch into a fighting game. Um, but... No, I think, I think separate IP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So, like, have the idea of Heroes of the Storm, but just um, in a in a two D fighter. So you have all the you know Blizzard IPs, you know, running yeah. around fighting each other. No, no. I mean, uh, I mean, actually, like a like a like a new universe, like like they really? oh, okay. and do a do a, just a two D fighter with new, mm. with new characters. They could do that. They could do that. 
It might be fun. It might be fun. Mm, so you see a fighter done in the Blizzard art style. Like it, it, it really depends because they, they sort of normally need a. Because normally there's a market leader who comes along like uh, League of Legends or EverQuest or Dune 2. Um, and then they they take the good idea and, and then they make it their own. Mm, yep, yep. And, uh, and this is actually Blizzard's corporate strategy. I'm, I'm not hating on Blizz here. This is what the this is what their top execs say. Yeah, actually, yeah. Make games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just uh, see what's out there and uh, and they do it better. <laughs> even even the Lost Vikings. Did, did you know what the Lost Vikings was? No. Lemmings. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So so uh, I think DMA Design came out with Lemmings in uh, 1987. Uh huh. And, and then yeah. And Blizzard said, well, okay, well let's do Lemmings with the Super Nintendo. And of course, one of the limitations of Super Nintendo was you could only have so many sprites on the screen. Uh-huh. And so you couldn't do like 50 lemmings on, on the screen at once. So they said, okay, well, instead of, fi- instead of 50 lemmings, we'll, we'll just have three of them and, and they'll all have their own abilities. And then that's how they got the Lost Vikings concept. Oh, cool. Fun facts. Yeah, fun facts. Yeah, so um, so so that's that's what I had for how to pick a game to play. The, the other thing we did was we played some Overwatch. Yep. Some um, awesome Overwatch. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we played Ladder and it was great. Yeah, it was just <laughs> really good. <laughs> I was spamming Mazaria. I was like, get in there. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I think you like heard my impression of the Zarya Ultimate last one. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russian stuff. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's like Hecomnesty. Yes. Uh, something like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, no, I think that was exactly it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm starting to think of Overwatch as like the, the thinking man's FPS ever since uh, I started listening to Christian. And he's like, actually, no, there's, Joey, there's a strategy to this game. Mm. Well, <laughs> like, oh, really? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <No idea. laughs> I always knew there was a strategy, but I, I, think, I think we're starting to get it right now. And yeah. um, I've definitely been uh, been learning up um, as as I go over the past like few weeks, you know, really seeing how to do it and um, watching the Overwatch League, getting some ideas from there, you know, watching other content creators on YouTube and getting some cool ideas about what I should be doing and all this other stuff. And I think it's really helped out. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my problem generally was like I knew Overwatch had a strategy, but I couldn't fathom it. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I, I, I'm sold to seventy six. I'm basically playing Call of Duty here. I, you know, I, I point and I shoot. Like, what, what am I meant to actually do? <laughs> yeah. Why do I lose? Why do I win? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sol- Soldier ha- has that problem because he's just like very generic. But yeah, yeah but but, but even with other heroes, like like I couldn't understand what is Farah's purpose in life other than firing mad rockets and getting deflected by Genji. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think there's. So in Overwatch, there is like a pretty sort of, I'll call it semi-soft uh, rock, paper, scissors going on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's always, you know, heroes that are good against others. And, um, you know, so in, in theory, you should like be advantageous at this stage or not. And Farah is like a prime example of one of those. Yeah, sure. As well as some of those like Genji that you mentioned. And like whatnot. the Spock in rock, paper, scissors? Because she just sort of beats everything. You mean lizard Spock. Anyway. Um... No, there's no lizard. Spock, uh, Spock no lizard. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so so yeah, there are like some generic there are more generic heroes and that's like even from a hero's yeah. like perspective are the ones that are just considered top tier because they work all the time. And then yeah. there are others that are very specialized and require, you know, specific counters or specific strategies and whatnot. AKA Bastion One Tricks all day. Yep. Absolutely. Bastion One Tricks. Um and uh to a certain extent even uh, Tracer or Genji. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in programming news, I have been writing the Rails. Uh, that means I've been uh, I've launched a new blog called uh, Meme Driven Development, mm-hmm. and basically, I just wanted a place to put stuff where I'm not talking necessarily about Blizzard. So I just wanted to make a cool post about something in Dev or something in the world, and just put it up. And so I. Thought it was a good time to learn Ruby on Rails, which is a different development framework. Um, and it actually, I've worked it out such that it's going to integrate nicely with jtrader.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. They got me into yeah. development. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so not only can uh, our listeners, um, you know, view all of our wonderful podcasts over at jtrader.com, they also have access to uh, your new blog. Yep, my new blog. Uh, it, I should say it hasn't actually launched yet because I don't have any posts, but the, all the code's there to do it. Like it's, yeah, sure. I managed oh. to I managed to launch a blog in because what I did was I, I I said okay, I'm going to give Rails a go and I'm going to give it two days until like and I have to be able to launch a blog in two days. And despite having a busy a busy ass weekend where uh, I had to do this huge data recovery thing on a hard drive it was really annoying. Um, I pretty much was out all day today. I only spent probably 20 minutes programming today. Uh-huh. And despite this, despite the minuscule amount of time I actually gave this, I actually launched a blog in, in that amount of time. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with Rails right now. Yeah, that's good, man. So, you know, just minimal time spent and maximum gains. Yeah. As opposed to ASP.NET, which um, I think it took me two weeks to launch my first blog, like, like understanding all the tutorials and stuff. So, uh, right. If you get the um, if you get the the time differential, it's it's really huge. Yeah, that is pretty massive. Anyway, man, that's it for me. What about you? What are you been up to? Oh man, um, so obviously you mentioned about the uh, Heroes of the Storm games, which were um just really fun to play, and um, yep. I've been continuing to uh focus on playing tanks, and that's just a big theme across uh the two main games that I'm playing, and I've been finding a lot of success with them. So yeah. I'm just like sort of continuing uh, all those um, type of things. That's really good. Um, what you... takes you like heroes at the moment? Uh, so I've obviously been um, liking Garrosh a lot. I've uh, been liking um, Diablo, and especially seeing as um, you know, there, there was a, a certain patch released where um, where he got Did buffed. They, they buffed the rework. Yeah, so cool. so they buffed him. So you know that's looking really <laughs> sweet right now. Um, and I've, I've also been, um, well, looking at Arthas, but then they just got the rework, so I'm not sure if he's really good anymore, but, yeah. um, yeah, and, uh, also ETC, because I, um, because I really like the El Mariachi skin. Oh, so. man, the El Mariachi, and, then, and he plays a, he plays a better mosh pit soundtrack now as well. Oh, yeah, and no, I just, in general, when he plays a guitar solo, it, yeah, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, it's straight from Mexico, and, um, you know, <laughs> it's just, oh, man, it's so cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that's, um, that's, that's where the tanks I've been playing and I've been really, we've been really enjoying it. 
um, learning learning how to play that particular style. Um, cool. As well as as well as playing some Overwatch, did mention that we wanted a pretty good winning streak last time, and um, I've been playing some more tanks in there as well. In particular, Diva Winston, Zarya, and Reinhardt. And um, yeah, Reinhardt in particular was the one that we're having a lot of success with when we were playing our three ranked games. I've so, definitely been liking the Reinhardt. Yeah, like, you and Reinhardt, you're, you're getting really strong with them. Yeah, I, um, I I I've been listening to uh, to Christian and. and um, going with uh, some of my gut feelings about what's going on. And I think it's also when we were pairing uh, Reinhardt Zarya is that, you know, you'd call out that the shield's going on me and then I'd know to drop my shield. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. great. That's so, like, like awesome synergy. It's yeah. Like, so like if you're, if you're on voice comms, yeah, it is, it is good. And um, I, I put it to good effect when I was playing, um, playing with Christian as well, I think. Mm. When um, we went up against a, uh, we went up against a six drop uh, one time and, ended up beating them just because yeah so me and christian playing together with four with uh four drop mm, yeah. and we up, went up against a six drop and we beat them like three times in a row oh, so, take that <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> you know um yeah it's just because um he would call out when he's gonna shield me and then i'd just like yeah. run in and be like yeah i'm a fat fuck red hog ha 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 and then <laughs> um give him all the charge and then i just hook bitches and it was great um yeah, yeah so uh, not too much happening on the Hearthstone front. I only went up to rank 18. Haven't really played too many games this week. Well, yeah, hang on, hang on. You're back up to rank 18, you mean? Because you dropped to rank 20. Uh, yeah, I did. But mm. no, no, that was like previous season, man. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, so I got reset to rank 22 this season. Sure. Uh, and I haven't really played too many games, but I'm already uh, back up to rank 18. That's um, cool. Which is you're okay. The, you're liking the Melocs? Uh, I am liking the Melocs. Uh... And the um, the metas uh, turning out to be okay, but it's still like warlocks running around pretty rampant. Yeah. Um, and some of the decks as well, like uh, the um, the token druid and whatnot, and a lot of rogues. But um, I'm still having a good time. Um, people still really underestimate the power of the opening. If I get a good opener, so um, yeah, man, it's just it's just been a bit, been a good time. Um, the one interesting thing that I want to mention, the one that's uh, taken up a, a little bit more of my time and focus as far mm -hmm. as what I've been watching and what, I, and what I've been doing is uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. So I've been starting to get ready for Battle for Azeroth, seeing as it's uh, coming in about two months. The battle begins. Yes, the battle begins. So there's been a lot of things, a lot of cool things happening in Warcraft like universe um, in that um, we've been getting excerpts from the new book by Christy Golden. Um, yep. called Before the Storm that's been coming out, uh, which like details some cool story aspects. Um, cool. Yeah, we've been getting information about the launch where Blizzard have decided to launch Battle for Azeroth at the exact same time across the globe, across all that's different exciting. regions. Exciting. Um, so yeah, so for us, it's uh, going to be, um, you know, uh, what is it, 8 o'clock in the morning, which is kind of yep, weird. On my, on my day out. Yeah, kind of, yeah, on my day off. Weird how it's saying, say. It's yeah, just, dude. Somehow, somehow the, the wild launch is always on my day off. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've also, I've been playing some new characters to get my roster ready for Battle for Azeroth because I wanted to, like, um, I, w I wanted to, you know, just limit myself to a few, maybe three or four characters this time. Um, yeah, just so I can actually, you know, do some end game progression possibly. Um, oh, that's, that's interesting. 
yeah they're revamping a few of the systems like mythic plus and um and whatnot so they've also changed a whole bunch of things i'm not going to go over because we'll be here all day um yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so basically i've i've chosen and i've said to myself that i just absolutely have to be a druid um every single time i play world of warcraft yep i think that's pretty accurate i think your uh, original cafe your original um character whose name i would say no that was a shaman that was a shaman yeah no that was a shaman yeah um no no reason being is my uh, erratic nature about what i want to do oh yeah yeah but yeah because you're always um i want to be a tank or i want to be an assassin yeah so i'm always well, like yeah do i want to be a dps do i want to be a healer do i want to be a tank so uh Jared always gives me that option to be whatever um mm. and i just really like a lot of the play styles uh, I also wanted to put, to have a a plate wearer, so that's going to be a, a either a death knight or a paladin. Cool. Yep. I'm not sure which one. I'm just really enjoying those two at the moment. And um, and if I'm going to be playing a caster, it's going to be a warlock. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. I don't know what I want to play. I, I guess. I really like the plate wearers, so I'm probably going to play a plate wearer. Hmm. Yeah, those are my favorite as well. If I'm being honest, like I, 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 I definitely just need to play druid just because of my nature and things. <laughs> no, man, but, I get it. Yeah, like, what's he, you got the cool bear form as well. Or yeah, I did. Yeah, the well. webber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but uh, as uh, I really enjoy the plate, whereas like I've played, I've played a paladin a lot during mm. Wrath of Lich King. I, um, I also played a Death Knight in Wrath of Lich King. Um, and I played a warrior all throughout um, Cataclysm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just really enjoy me. Anything that can tank, I think, even mm. though it's, yeah, it's the one that gives me the most anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So, yeah, man, that's pretty much um, what my uh, week in Blizzard has been. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that that's how my character is going to hang out. And I'm just really looking forward to... To, uh, battle for Azeroth. Me too, man. Like I'm, I'm literally putting in annual leave tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't get annual leave because I get periodic holidays anyway. But um, yeah, well, I'm, de I'm definitely I'm, just not going to be at work on that day. I'm what the Japanese call a salary man, so I'm like, I gotta apply for annual leave. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, just quickly as well, while we're talking about weekend Blizzard, I just wanted to have a quick touch about some Blizzard news um so we did talk about uh how bfa is being released at the same time so yeah that, so that's pretty sweet um and i think that's a, a really good model going forward uh one thing that i did want to mention is that there was a new hearthstone patch this week and that came some interesting arena changes where that where, where we get some really cool and powerful interesting arena cards but we're not, we're not ready for a new block though when's the next block coming um that will normally be and it might be the same time that bfa is announced it normally is around august I, I i think okay yeah it might even be july i'm not i'm not sure but it's definitely um sometime mid-year because the gotcha. first expansion of the year is in april and i'm not sure about the second so that's yeah. not coming it too soon in the next uh two months or so um the one thing i do want to mention is about the fucking sick deal they have on card packs right now well i'm actually i'm actually gonna gonna take advantage of that to get into this set um mm. gonna buy me a few sets with my salary yep 
<laughs> good. Good, good yeah so uh for, for anybody who doesn't know um you can buy 10 hearthstone packs at 40 percent off being uh, keep in mind that you get two from every uh standard set and one classic and one classic so it is spread across all of the different uh different expansion sets and the classic set right yeah. but 40 percent off is like still 40 percent off it is ridiculous so it turns out to be ten dollars fifty um australian um mm -hmm. and i'm not sure what it is it's like 7.99 us or something like that um and man it just works out to be insane fucking value and yeah, i think really anybody anybody in the sound of my voice if you're <laughs> looking to get into hearthstone now is the best time paid hearthstone that is it, it, yeah sure. yeah if you're still a free to play player that's totally fine perfectly valid way of playing the game but if you do want to spend some money on it um buying these packs is probably the cheapest thing that will ever come around in the near future yeah i mean if you're if you're a guy like me who doesn't have time to grind on a card game because you only have two hours per night to play. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good plan. It's just really good because, I mean, I can just spend a tiny little bit of money, relatively. Um, and instead of buying a, a big $60 game or something, I, I, I just, you know, oh, well, I'd just love to get myself new, some more cards. Mm, yep, absolutely. This um, is a financial advice. Uh, Hearthstone cards, <laughs> I don't think they go up in value. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not. I don't, in, in fact, I don't even think we technically earn anything um so you know it is it is actually interesting legal territory mm, um it is there have been a couple of cases with magic the gathering where they tried to take people's digital products off them and it's not necessarily legal for them to do that oh really mm. Mm, okay interesting story for another time um yep. as well joey the big news this week oh my big god news. big news I already know, but like, you can tell me. <laughs> two things. Yeah. One, Warcraft map. Yes. Alterac Valley. The kingdom of Alterac has betrayed the Alliance. Yes. The kingdom of fucking Alterac <laughs> is now available. Well, it's not available. It's available on the PTR, but it will be coming soon. In man, two I'm, weeks. I am so fucking keen for Alterac Valley. Oh, man. So am I. It's going to be the best. You know, any everything that I've seen from the spotlight video is just serenades at me. It even plays the stupid trumpet when you like yep. take over. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yes, everything is good about this. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, like looking at it visually, it, it literally looks like Warcraft Two with with a graphics update. Mm, yeah, no, I think so as well. And like, it's the art style that general that drew me back to this start to drew me back to this game. Yeah, um, definitely. And um, yeah, I just think that's so awesome. Um, I everyone go go check out um, you know all the information about it. It's really really sweet. I yeah. just you know I just can't wait to get it to get in there. Can't wait to get on in Ultrack Valley. You know, starting to play around with it. It doesn't look like it's going to be a Hanamura where you know where it's going to be shit house. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you I, know. I, I... Got some interesting thoughts about Hanamura, but yeah, Hanamura uh, needs some work. Yeah, I mean, Hanamura is like, we, we, we mentioned it, it's most likely going to be like being re-released, you know, sooner rather than later. But I think that this, I think that this map has the potential to be really good. Um, it doesn't, you know, it does break a few things where, you know, we're going to be fighting Vandar or Drek'thar, depending on which mm -hmm. side we're on, which I think is yep. just awesome. 
Um, yep, so that's really good. So as for well. posterity's sake, Eugene, Yo. what is your current impression of the mud mechanic? Because I think um, a couple of weeks after Althrax has been released and you either love or hate it, we can come back and listen to this and, uh, and see what you thought about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I think the mud mechanic is good. I think yep. it is a um, uh, something that is easily accessible, um, but drives some complex interactions. Okay. So, so it's very easy to understand. Like people know, oh, there's fucking mud there. I'm not gonna be able to walk through this really quickly. Like I mm. think even if Blizzard didn't tell us that, if I saw the mud and be like, oh, why am I moving slow? Oh, yeah, it's because I'm in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very intuitive, and I think it. I think it makes for some interesting um, calls. I know that I'm definitely gonna be annoyed by it. So, you know, one time when. You know, I'm I'm about to get away, and then I get stuck in the mud, and then the Kalthus yeah. circle clips me, or the stitches hook just like manages to clip my cape as I'm like walking through the mud, and then mm-hmm. I rage at the screen. But... And you're like, two more pixels, yeah, two more fucking pixels, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I know that that's gonna happen, but I still think that it's uh, I think it's gonna be a good mechanic, uh, but I don't think it's gonna be one that we're gonna be focusing on too much. No, fair enough. So, so, you don't, so you think it's like um, a game changer, but it's not the most important thing? No, I it's, I don't think it's a, I, I, yeah, so it is like a decision maker. I don't think it's a game changer. We're not going to go about a game any differently because mud is suddenly in the game. We're just going to be making decisions around mud. So, so kind of like the tunnel in um, Towers of Doom? Yeah, exactly. Like the tunnel in Towers of Doom. I think, I think it'd be something like that. Fair enough. Um, also, coming with this is something that we almost predicted, Joey. We almost oh, predicted. I got the fucking gender wrong. Yeah, I know. Yurel. 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 I don't know. There are some people that say it very differently, but we're, we're going to go with the Blizzard pronunciation is Yurel. Uh, yep, Yurel. Yep. And um, yeah, she, I know. yeah, she's coming next week. Pretty excited. She seems really cool. Mm. You know, like uh, I, I'm definitely excited about her kit. She's um basically how I would describe her is because they haven't had a lot of this. Well, like it's sort of sporadically been in heroes, but normally um, when you we're talking about quick cast, uh, things are cast on key down. Mm, yeah, but sure. Morel, the rel, all of her abilities are cast on key up. Um, I believe you have to hit it again. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's even more interesting. Yeah, at least I think so. Is uh, is is what I heard from listening to Spotlight. I haven't actually played with her. Yeah, I I definitely like the um, like suddenly she can buff out. She can pump out like two abilities, like at max charge with D. I like that as well. Yeah, that is really good. So. Uh, I'm thinking of like the well, okay, from like an old League of Legends um, player, the in, the insect, where you <laughs> yeah, where you D yeah. and then avenging wrath in and then knock everyone backwards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, I'm so that's sure, what I see. I'm not sure about her um her power level though, because to me, I feel like Muradin can do most of what she can do. Um, yeah, Muradin can do most of what she can do. Um, hmm. I do. I do sort of agree with you on like similar cooldowns. 
Um, I, Muradin hmm. just doesn't have uh, the, I don't know, the real support focus. Like, yeah. he doesn't do anything for his team. Yeah, that's true. Apart from, like, being a dwarf bastard. Uh... Being a dwarf bastard is... Um... <laughs> Always helping the team. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but um, but Urel has uh, abilities that directly affect all the people around her. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, so she's definitely meant to be played with people. Um, yeah. Whereas Muradin, you can just like run off and be, ha ha, I'm gonna off, ha ha, I'm gonna do it with a hammer, and um, and just do do that. But um, I think Urel really benefits from being around others. Yeah, I, I, she's definitely she's definitely gonna be in. She's a death ball champion. She's not a solo laner. Yeah. So um uh yeah yeah that's just how I feel about that. So does that make her counter pickable? Um against two. Well, uh, counter picking a rel, you'd you'd counter pick her by picking solo laners because if your enemy team's going a rel, like you see a rel first pick for example, then uh, you should pick solo laners because you know your enemy team is doing a death ball. Oh, well, I mean, not necessarily, because you can always have a solo lane to join, like, a death ball. Yeah, yeah, true. So, you know, I, uh, I, I would question whether or not URL is a, good, is a good solo tank, but the thing about her is, is that I think she can solo lane quite fine, because she has a lot of self-sustain. Yeah, she's, her healing sort of, like, it feels a bit like arterial on steroids, except you get to keep all the health. Yeah, so, like... The thing is, is that she can heal up. She does okay damage to the wave. Um, mm. Has some like CC to knock people back if they're going in on her, uh, or can just jump away. Yeah, because she's got the dwarf sauce bullshit. Yeah, so you know, it, it, I, it's not the dwarf sauce, something else, but you know. Yeah, Avenging uh, Wrath. Uh, John Otox. <laughs> yeah, Avenging. <laughs> anyway, so I, I think I think I think she can definitely be very versatile. I don't think she's just a death ball type situation. No, she's yeah, she's definitely versatile. I really like her kit. Mm. Yeah, me too. Uh definitely very excited to see her yeah. in the Nexus. In the Nexus. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so there's one other piece of piece of news. Oh, is that yeah, cool. What yeah, is it, which, man? Which I got because I'm a forum nerd. Mm-hmm. Blizzard had a new hire. Uh, yeah, no, these come out a lot actually, mm. uh, where they advertise jobs for different things, and they uh, and then they take it off once they've hired somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what what's been happening? So they've been hiring for Diablo apparently. Oh. A C a C plus plus engine guy for Diablo. Oh, really? An yeah. engine guy for Diablo. Yeah. So what does that mean? That has like large implications. Does have large implications? I think I think I think we both know what that means. But what would they do with Diablo Four? Like, <laughs> because <laughs> they've killed the Prime Evil and they've killed the Angel of Death. Like, no spoilers because it's a seven-year-old game now. But mm. like, where do you go with the story from here? Because like, maybe Imperius is the bad guy. That's that. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's called Diablo because that's just the franchise. But yeah. you don't necessarily have to kill the forces of like hell all the time. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't we don't necessarily have to kill kill those guys. Like it could be like Imperius is a dick now, and um, Imperius is a bit of a dick. Like, like, like okay, he's always a dick. He's always a dick, but now he's just like being more of a dick than normal. Mm. And um, yeah, and then like 
you know, you have to go deal with them. You're not necessarily the Nephilim anymore, but you know, you just have to go deal with them, right? Yeah. So the the whisperings I was seeing was a Diablo MMORPG, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like, well, they've already got an MMORPG, so why would they compete with themselves? Is like my main my main thing against a MMO sanctuary. I mean, the thing about it is, is that there are a lot of people that really enjoy the Diablo universe, but get sick of playing the, um, that particular style. So yeah. if they open themselves up to a different style, then it might have the same impact that World of Warcraft had. Like, er, like everybody yeah. really thought that Warcraft 4 would, would come out, right, at the time. I'm, I'm still waiting for Warcraft 4, I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know so people always thought about Warcraft 4 because they're like oh man i really like the rtf you know mm, and true. um you know and the the success of world of warcraft is because it had this like really large following back when it was an rts so i think uh yeah um but i think if they you know they go with the fandom that diablo has and i for one would actually really enjoy having another mmo where i could be in a different universe and in, in sanctuary and I could level up my character and essentially do all the same things that I've been doing in Diablo. You know what, what might be interesting, actually? Mm. Well, just because it's a, an MMO doesn't mean it has to be um, a World of Warcraft MMO because there's a lot of different styles of MMO these days. Yeah, that's very true. Like, in actual fact, you can, you can feasibly and reasonably call Diablo an MMORPG. Mm. It is multiplayer and it is massive and it is an online RPG. Yeah, so, you know, it, it is actually an MMO already. Yes. Um, but what would be interesting is a because um, I'm thinking right now about a different MMO called Terra, where they have uh, an active battle system. Yeah, sure. Like you don't just automatically get the hit because you you, you click the button. Mm, yep. So that might be interesting, like um, sort of like a, a more recently that we I guess Black Desert Online. Yeah, yeah, like BDO. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But set in Sanctuary. Yep. That yeah, interesting. It I guess it'd be like stories of Diablo. I don't know. Could be. It or could be. It could be interesting. I um I would still place my bets on a on a Warcraft four where we encounter some kind of type of new progressive um storyline where um they sort of flip it on its head. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't mind. Oh, and actually, you can really easily do factions, right? Because you got um, heaven and hell. Mm, yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, you could be a force of heaven or or hell. That could be good. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Anyway, uh, so you don't have any more surprise Blizzard news? No, no more surprises. And like, <laughs> let's be honest, we're probably not going to see a Diablo Sanctuary game until. 2025 yeah <laughs> yeah till fucking forever <laughs> unless that c++ guy is just the best programmer in the world uh they have a few really good c++ guys so even with that it's going to be a while yeah very true very true all right Jerry. if i think about blizzard reimagining um current genres um i think the market leader for mmorpgs is heading towards action mmos at the moment so mm. Okay. So that might be uh, indicative of what they want to do with Diablo and Sanctuary. Mm, could be. Could be. Pardon, mm, I got a cold. <laughs> it's okay, man. Alrighty. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll head into some of the most exciting esports news for this week. We are going to have a look at Heroes Esports. 
I have a PhD in PvP. You have some skill. Talent? Ah, that seems generous. What? I mean, I knew I could do that. All right, man. So this week, heroes. We've been waiting for it. We have. I've been waiting so much for this. Yes, it is the mid-season brawl. It is yeah! here, and it is so good so far. Oh man, so good! Like I've been waiting for some pro heroes for a little while now, and looking at some new patches, and you know, since all the nerfs came in, since the reworks came in, and yeah, man, yeah, they're on the new Diablo, right? Yes, they should be on the new Diablo. Um, they're not on our most current patch, obviously, because you know they can't they can't um, be expected to deal with change. No, no. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so now we're in the group stage to start off with. Uh, we just finished uh, day one uh, sometime in the early hours of our morning, and about to kick off day day two pretty soon for us. Um, but um, man, I just wanted to like mention a couple of things about it extremely fucking one-sided games pretty much all round it is it has been a bloodbath <laughs> i'm gonna put it that way i know there was only one fucking series where they went one one all the others have been two zero then at one point um chat was like they were just spamming tempest storm tempest storm oh my god god <laughs> yeah. ballistics yeah i'm sorry guys. yeah we'll go into that later <laughs> but um Man, there were just some crazy, crazy games, some awesome strategies. Good to see some new heroes like running around. Um, and man, it, it was good just to see as well, like, you know, NA versus EU versus China versus Korea. Uh, that is literally the best bit. Yeah, it's just really good to see all these regions sort of just like clashing together, like the mix of styles and all the names you've heard about. Um, yeah, man, it's just been really, really cool. Um, Definitely. So now that we've now that we've sort of introduced the uh, the cool part, let's talk about the not cool part, which was the popular picks. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man, I, I'm so I'm so surprised that Garrosh is a popular pick. Yeah, Garrosh and uh, his good old fucking pal Malfurion is also yep. just a crazy popular pick right now. Looking uh, unbeatable. Yep, often picked together. Yep, in the same rotation. Together. In the same rotation, so um, yeah, but you know, if you don't like Garrosh or Malfurion, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're just gonna be seeing them for the rest of the for the rest of the uh, for the clash, I think, or the brawl. Sorry, um, yeah. So I, I think you're always gonna be seeing those. Um, a couple of picks that I did see a lot a, a lot uh, in in the games that I watched was uh, Junkrat is making a mm-hmm. very a very healthy um, show on the okay. in the brawl. It's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, uh, I think it's a good source of like really consistent damage and disruption. Um, and you know, w- with a pretty a pretty good ultimate, not as good as like the Overwatch one where it, you can literally win you the game. But um, <laughs> it, yeah, Junkrat's been having a pretty good performance as well as our good old buddies, the Shimadas. The Shimadas. Yeah. So I wonder, like, does this mean that? Long range poke is necessarily strong because you, I guess, you want to stay away from the Garrosh. Um, yeah, it is. It is pretty strong. So if you want to stay away, yeah, you do want to stay away from Garrosh most of the time, so you don't get thrown mm-hmm. everywhere. So Hanzo is okay. Is is not by far an extremely popular pick. I only saw him mm-hmm. a couple of times or a few times when I was watching. Um, yeah. The one that I saw more often was actually Genji. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I, well, I think actually, because um, if one side has gone Garrosh Mouth, the other side's gone Long Range Poke, the counter to Long Range Poke is Dive. Mm. So, you, so then you see uh, Blaze Genji. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I definitely did see that. I definitely was seeing some different variants in who was in the solo lane, though. Sometimes it was Blaze, sometimes it was Thrall, sometimes it was Sonya, so... You know, I like seeing Sonya, actually. Like, I, yeah. I always like me a good barbarian woman. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it is good. It is good to see Sonya. It is good to see some a lot of variants in the solo and in that mm. sort of bruiser role. Um, mm. Now, the interesting picks, Joey, things that I was not expecting yeah. was... I think it was Method. Yeah, it was Method who ran a real sick Deckard Kane. Those my boys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Method. <laughs> they fucking destroyed them with Deckard Kane. They had the craziest setup ever. Well, we'll mm. talk about it later. But yeah, Deckard is yeah. the one that I thought was really, really fucking sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and a pretty interesting pick. Um, another one that I really like. Um, because it was sort of this really huge, massive warrior, but then like got toned down, and then it's sort of like just okay. Is a new has been getting picked and seeing some play? Yeah, well, he's a he's a pretty classic tank, like, and he's got a he's actually got a pretty interesting kit when you look at it. Yeah, it is a pretty interesting kit. Like I remember the times when he was like first pick, first ban sort of material, um, yeah. which was you know an age ago, but um, you know it was uh, the it was the scarabs that really made him. Yeah. Um, the scarabs and the spell and the spell shield. Mm, yeah, very true. Which they've recently changed. Mm. Um, but um, yeah. So I've been seeing that play not to too much success, but I, you know, it is good to see some pro players on a new brack for someone that you know wants to get better at playing the guy. Yeah, well, it's always good when the pro players play your pick, right? Because you're like, okay, how do I actually play this fucking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a pretty good, I have a pretty good idea, but it, you know, it's it's always yeah, like yeah. good to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, as well, Joey. Did mm. you see? I saw another crazy composition. Yeah, what was it? It was Abatha and Valera on the same team. Why? I don't <laughs> know. Because <laughs> they could. <laughs> I they, mean, they were just like, oh, well, I guess it could work. Sure. Uh, I mean, in theory. Yeah, so and you know what they won the game. So um, you know, it, it was it was it was just really crazy. Uh they ended up like getting a large amount of picks and obviously they have extremely good Valera play. Well, uh, was Abathur a split bush or was Abathur going um uh hat build? Uh I think he was going um nest and a bit of and a bit of hat. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. like a mix of Abathur. Yeah, in pro play you never really see split push. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's a bit, it's a bit weak in pro play. Like, yeah. yeah, against people who are very coordinated, it's pretty bad. So, and um, something as well that I also saw not a good effect was um, was Vala Tassada. That's my girl. Yeah, your your fucking one trick. Man, I love Vala. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not dissing Vala, man. I'm just saying that that's like the one you like you pull out when you like want to win. You know, you're like man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, far for like Quiver plus Manticore, it's just destroys the tanks like, yeah boy <laughs> yeah so um, so a lot of play 
Uh, in a couple of games that I saw, I don't think she went too well. I re- remember her losing um, the, <laughs> the one game. I'm not sure about the other one. Uh, fair enough. So not not too like much of a good showing, but still well, like well, well, there's not too much you can do if you're Bella and your entire your entire team sucks. It's like uh, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. wasn't my fault at all. Yeah, she was just, <laughs> yeah she required a lot of support and um, does, yeah. like they had a very good dive on her. So yeah. you know. I don't think we're quite going back into a double support sort of meta. Yeah, well, but... Valor, Valor is prone to shut down pretty pretty uh, vigorously. Mm, yep, yep, I agree. Um, so, man, speaking of um, speaking of uh, the interesting stuff, there are a couple yep. of interesting games that I wanted to mention. In particular, was Method vs. CE. Where, Method vs. CE, okay. Yeah, where this is the one where they had the insane stay a while and listen into X-Strike and Li Ming shenanigans. <laughs> Oh no, serious? So something is like stay a while and listen and like well like they're all like they're all listening to this great story and then like fucking a combination of was it waves of force or yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was it was a max range orb, wave of force, X strike. Yeah. Oh man. That's that's brutal. Yeah, um all like pretty much on top of each other. And yeah, um cool. oh yeah, and I think one of the tanks was also silenced by um um uh by Dahaka. Yeah. So he oh, came in yeah. silence. Yeah, silence somebody and then, you know, just went for the blow up on everyone else and man, it was just like it was it was pretty insane. They yeah. uh they had the um they they obviously had the coordination to only pop it when they were about to do damage. Yep. So, you know, it was just really good. Yep. <laughs> it was it. um, you know, and it was basically like you know how a reset composition should be played. Like you know, you set them all up, and then you just you know you can choose who you want to kill so that you get the reset, and then just keep yeah. going. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like like resets really strong against the Vikings actually because you get a, you get a reset even if Eric dies. Yes, yes. And Eric's got like two hit points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't keep that dude alive. Mm-hmm. So that's um a very interesting a very interesting way to get a reset actually. Uh, so you set Deku Kane up and then you're like, okay, I, we're gonna kill all in on say Zeratul or whatever. Mm. And you just like go, you know, Kerrigan jump in or yeah, Kerrigan's not, obviously not in this particular comp, but you know, the Kerrigan jump in followed by the the leaming max range orb. Yeah. All, yeah. all hits at the same time. Zeratul gets a complete blow up, and then you've got a, another Max Range orb coming immediately, and another Kerrigan. Kerrigan's healed off the kill, and then she's like, you know, yeah. jumping around. She also has resets if her Q kills, so, you know, yeah. she might actually get another jump. Yeah. Depending on what happens. So, um, yeah, it is it is something beautiful. And then, the uh, obviously, that was the famed Abyss of Valera combo, which um, <laughs> was just sort of <laughs> just really dumb. That's so sweet. <laughs> But worked really well for them, so it was just—it was really fun to watch. It was really fun to oh, watch. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was great. So, um, you also had an interesting game to talk about, Joey. Yep, yep. So I managed to catch Tempo Storm versus Ballistic. Yes, at A, at A Pride. Even though I'm from ANZ. Yeah, well, actually, um, we actually switched up, right? Because I should be covering the Method versus E. You should be covering the Tempo Storm versus Ballistics. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Whatever. So I got to watch some Waymo NA. And I say, <laughs> Destroy I'm... the Koreans. Yeah, annihilate the Koreans. Like it was it was brutal. 
<laughs> yeah, it really was. It's so brutal. Uh, I want to say, I really liked their protector. Uh, this is on Voskaya. Yeah, yeah, the Voskaya game was very good. Yeah. So what I wanted to say was like, and I've noticed this a lot in pro games, and I've tried to take it into my home game. Sort of an esports home thing, sort of not because it's like kind of obvious, but walls give you so much experience. And if you're on a Dragon Knight or a Protector or um, oh, what's the other one you control? The plant? Yeah, the Garden Terror. Garden Terror. If you're one of those guys and it's your first, like what you do is you rush down mid, get mid wall, and immediately rotate to a different wall while your while your team holds up the enemy. Mm, uh, caveat for anyone listening at the moment. Uh, this has recently been changed in a patch. Yeah, so it no longer yeah. is as effective, but it's still quite an effective method. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, so the the experience has been shuffled around, so this doesn't work as well. But it's just that protector. It really maximized the amount of protected damage that they got off on the buildings. Mm. Like they got both walls. They got half damage on top and three-quarters damage in mid on the forts. And so what they did next was they just had to get a bruiser camp, and the bruiser camp would take care of the top lane, and um, they'd just you know, team fight mid for the fort. And suddenly, for protect number two, they had two forts down already. Yeah, I know. It was, it was like just this beautiful thing to, to see like how to execute this map, you know? Yeah, and uh, especially I noticed that they used every last second of protector and like when they ran out of protector health they like backed the protector up instead of using the uh, long range ability the laser and the bullets yeah yeah like i think i think that's the thing that you know we really need to need to learn about is how to like maximize the the impact of of your um of your protector yeah because uh protector is sort of protector is actually like the one that i can't use i, I like i i'm fine with the terror and i'm fine with the dragon knight the protector i'm like Oh man, I've got like six abilities, and it changes if I'm the pilot or the gunner. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a there is a pretty big barrier to entry with that one, but yeah. if you can get it right, it's just so brutal. It is, and like especially you can do the hand on one tower while killing the other tower. Really effective strategy. I really like. It. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, I completely agree. Um. So. Oh, yeah. So another thing was when they were getting point A, uh, this is the first protector in mid lane. Uh, they were fighting against uh, Ballistics, actually had a really good team fight. And Ballistics Genji uh, dived Malfurion and killed him. And so Tempo Storm reacted by immediately backing off of point A. And I really liked that play because it let, they're like, well, okay, so Ballistics is going to channel to like 80%. But as long as my Fury doesn't die, uh, we can out-sustain their team fight. Mm, yeah, yeah. This is um, something that I don't see too often, and and I just wanted to really like say that this was a very very good example of this. Mm. And it's just it was a really good play, which really because um, it's effectively like okay, we lost our team fight, but who cares? Let's only give them like one hero's worth of experience, and it's like a level what level six at that point. So it's not that much XP. It's like, what, maybe 20% uh, of a level, if that, or 10% of a level. Mm. And like, okay, we'll, we'll take that. We'll just go back and we'll get them back 
uh, once we have a full party because they're not able to come back because they're not able to use fountains or whatever because they're busy defending the point. We'll soak a bit and then we'll come back and have another 5v5, but this time it'll go a bit better because we're, we're, we're watching out for the uh, Genji dive. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's like pretty much exactly what happened, man. They, you know, they just, they backed off, they, they recouped and they just came back and, and took the point. Yeah. And it's, um, it's all too often a story on Volskaya. Yeah, it, it really is. So the, uh, to, a couple other things I wanted to uh, talk about on this particular one was point B, Ballistics had this really awesome play. Um, and it was one of those ones where it doesn't make the highlight reel, but it's like, it's one of those moments where it's like, Obviously, everybody played really well, and it can teach you a lot about positioning. But essentially, Ballistics had this problem where Tempo Storm were about to take point B, and they had to fight. But they were, they were a talented down. Mm, yeah, I remember this. And just they managed to get out of the fight without, without a death. And, and I, was, I was pretty impressed with that, because when you're at that point, like they can kill you really easily, because they're level 13, you're level 12. But because they had such good control, they managed to get away without furthering Tempo Storm's lead, which is sort of what they needed. As for what they should do in the meta, like I think their meta strategy was a bit wrong here. Like they could have maybe gotten more items. Yeah, I think that was one of the big things that that sort of held them back a little bit is um, is the items. Yeah. Because Tempo Storm's item control is just better than, than Ballistics. Like that's that like that that's what I was seeing in the game. So like they could have used while Tempo Storm's gathering percentage on P, uh, they can respond by getting items and coming back for the for the five v five once they're they're level thirteen. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think uh, it, it, one of the casters was saying as well that Volskaya is an extremely popular in Korea. So it yeah. might just have been like a, a practice thing on on uh, Volskaya. Yeah, probably. But like, but then like, what are you going to do if your opponent picks it? Like, you've, you've got to practice it. Yeah. Well, so. I'm not saying that they haven't practiced it, but I'm I'm also saying that it's just not one that they would have played on a lot in back in Korea. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I really liked uh, there was a so Genji had some really good dives. Like I, I was really repping Genji's play because. And this one did make the highlight reel. Uh, just Blaze went in, and like they, they pretty much had a, this target on Phoenix. Like Phoenix had like, Phoenix had a popular Australian clothing brand on his back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, targets uh, actually targets an American company too. So I'm yeah. Say. Um, and it was just Phoenix would be dead if. Tempest Storm weren't rocking a Garrosh, basically, because because Garrosh just just chest Phoenix out of the way, and like Phoenix like, oh well, I'm safe now. Mm. Went off to heal himself, and but I was like, oh man, just a, just fucking two health left. That's yeah, all we had. no, we, dude, it was really close, and I think um the regen of the shield is what stopped him from dying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so he was he was on the like the sli- the slivery sliver of health, yeah. and um yeah, he just yeah he just managed to live, and it was just. So insane. Yeah, and the the final player rep in this was um, 
Phoenix uh, popped Salvo, and he had like all five here. He had all five members of Ballistics sort of in the sights, and it, that that would have been a triple kill at least. Mm. Uh, but that was counterplayed by Blaze's bunker. So bunker popped uh, Blaze popped down bunker. Everyone just hopped in the bunker for a millisecond, got out, and bam, they were safe. Yep, yep. I, I remember. I remember it. Yeah, but um, honestly, the game was kind of over after point B because uh, Ballistics didn't really have a way back in. No, they really didn't. So what, once they lost that one, you know, they got the second protector. They just, mm-hmm. you know, fucking uh, skyrocketed their lead and then were able to get point C and, you know, just mm-hmm. win the game. And, um, yeah, the game was literally over on point C, but the the, the last Nexus fight was kind of tense because, like, people started dying, but um, they just didn't have the team fight. They didn't have the items. Uh, Tempo Storm really outplayed them in um, in the macro but I did like Ballistics' micro uh, better than NA. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a normal thing for most of the Korean teams is that they have you know insane mechanics and insane team fighting, um, yeah. but some of the time they they just have slightly worse macro play. Like yeah. it, it, it's when you get the you know the 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 top Korean team is the one that has the macro play has the micro play and just you know fucks everyone's day. Yep, and they're called MVP Black. Well, they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I just have to. I just have to mention. Yeah, we're playing the the last post. Yes. <laughs> For mind freak. Press F to pair specs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know they uh they tried their best. Yeah, they tried their best. They were up against Fnatic. Yep. And they got one kill in total in the whole series, I think. Yeah, it's it's one more kill than they would have gotten otherwise. Yep. So <laughs> you know, as much as it's it, it you know, as much as it warms me to see that Australia New Zealand are represented, um yeah. They they they, they just they, they didn't have a good time. They didn't have a good time. Yeah. So it made me a little sad. But... Well with with us it's all about the um we have a player based problem. Because we're just a small country, um, and yeah, we, we, don't have, we don't have, very... have like we don't have good options for practice either. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it was one of my friends that said, "You're only as good as the region that you're in, you know, or as good as the scene that's here." And while it's here, it's um, you know, it's still limited. Yeah, I, I think Australia's uh, fighting game scene is a bit better than our MOBA scene, but it's just. Mm. Uh, a little bit, but you know, our fighting still... scene is also kind of sucky. So. Yeah, our fighting <laughs> scene is is it's still not good. It's still not like as good as Japan, China, or Korea, or any of the um, you know, uh, Southeast Asia. Country. Well, to be fair, Japan cheats because because they get the game before everybody else. When we're talking. <laughs> yeah, most of the time they do. So you know, or they or they you know make the game. So yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, that's just, um, yeah, I think that was it for the, for the mid-season brawl. I'm really yep. looking forward to day number two, which should be starting pretty much after we finish recording this podcast. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to catch some games. Yeah, after. we'll definitely catch some games after this. All right. Uh, last thing that we're going to have a look at this week, oh, actually, second last thing, is the Overwatch League. Uh, so, yeah, let's just... Um, Get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Area activated. You're not bad, but not good either. Cheers, mate. The cavalry's here. 
Alright, so looking at the Overwatch League, uh, we can see a couple of things. I, I did want to talk a little bit about the ladder uh, and about how that's going for the moment. Um, yeah. Because we're getting really close to the end of Stage 4. Um, and we'll be having the playoffs too um, as well to see who gets to go to the gets to go to the grand finals. So um, playoffs, yeah. So the playoffs are start uh, starting soon. Um, we're we're in week four this week, and we have one more week before the before the playoffs. And we're looking at the top four right now. And um, what's crazy is that LA is in first and second place. With, that is um, crazy. Yeah, Valiant and Gladiators just doing really really well this stage. Um, which I uh, which I just thought was pretty awesome. Um, if you're a Los Angeles fan or in the area, yeah, so I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, as well as my favorites, uh, NYXL uh, coming up third, uh, followed pretty closely, uh, followed uh, closely by the Dallas Fuel, which played pretty well this week as well. Don't mess with Texas. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dallas is in Texas. I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, pretty sure it is. It's probably like the state capital or something, and I just have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think the state capital. What is? Austin. Yeah, I believe Austin is the uh, is the capital. I don't know. No, it, no, it's like it's like Australia. Like one of them is the state capital, one of them is the biggest city, and I, I just forget which is which. Yeah, that's very true. Because everyone thinks that like Sydney's the capital, but it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the biggest one anyway. Yeah, it's the biggest. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what I'll say about week four is that man. It started out pretty good, like some pretty close games. I didn't really, um, I didn't really get to watch too many. But day three, oh, day fucking three. What happened? Two of the three games were four zero sweeps. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just brutal. It was just brutal to watch, and not only that, like none of them um, were particularly close. Yeah, sure. That's um, just like absolute stumps. So yeah, most of them were just like, you know, like pretty much as close as you can get to a stomp in, in like in the Overwatch League. So, you know, that that was that was pretty hard to watch. Um there was one the last game at the end there, which was pretty good, which was Phil uh Philadelphia versus um Seoul. Um which was actually pretty sweet. That did that did go to a three two, which I thought was okay. really awesome. Um cool. and getting good to watch. But uh yeah, man, it was just pretty bad. Yeah. Um um one thing i wanted to mention about my favorite team uh nyxl um they went 1-1 this week um which Ooh. i thought was really good and um uh, the only game that the game that they lost was up against the the top team the la valiant um so you know i think it just shows where they're at at the moment and not only that i think it was a pretty i think it was a pretty close game or well, at least <laughs> closer than a four zero. um so hey um yeah so I, and i'm pretty excited i hope they can stay in the top four um, which I hope that they will. Um, if we look at what's happening next week is week five, and yeah. we will get to see a bit of a shakeup as far as the leagues go. So um, in particular, there are three teams that are at five wins. So mm -hmm. Dallas Fuel is the first one, and then there are two below. I believe there were Houston and someone else. I forget, I forget who it was, but yeah, there was a Houston and another team who were uh, also at five wins, um, which means that... Depending on what happens, there could be a... Oh, yeah, it was Philadelphia. That's what it was. Philadelphia right. Fusion, Houston Outlaws. They're both on five wins. So I think there could be some, you know, some shakeups um, if they win or if they lose or if they yeah, go 4-0, sure. then, you know, then they're in with a contention. So I think next week is really going to ramp up um, as we get to the end of the Overwatch League. And, man, it's, it's going to be good. 
So you reckon the East Coast is gonna gonna take it against the West Coast? Mm. Uh, gonna kill yeah, oh man. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but we'll see how it goes. I I'm I am I am really uh you know rooting for for New York. I, I really yeah. I really want them to do well. Uh so you know we'll, um, we'll still see. um and they're still all in with the uh with the death ball banner, the Reinhardt Daria uh Brigitte. Um a lot of people are, yeah, that's a lot of what's going on, but in particular, there's just a shit ton of widow battles happening. <laughs> widow battles, yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot Back of widow there. battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every day, every day. Yeah, Back so in. there's a lot of that happening, um, as well as like counters to Brigida, like Farah and yeah. Junkrat and whatnot. So, you know, there's all there's like there's this intricate game happening where you can dive, but then you have to avoid the Brigida, and then is Brigida too good? Then we switch back to a long range poke, and yeah, you know, sure. Know, and all this other stuff and do we run do we run um um the face purple lady uh widow yeah do we run widow now or later or you know whatever. i get <laughs> red line <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah anyway i i wanted to just touch a quick on uh on my game of the week for this one uh which was um uh houston versus the la valiant yeah, which I thought had some, even though it was a pretty big stomp for LA, um, there were some pretty close games in there, and they were pretty tense. Like they, they didn't really, uh, they didn't really win um, the early ones too. Um, um, what is it? Too convincingly, uh, sure. but it was a really good show about Houston, who really really like this meta about the yeah. Brigida, the you know Reinhard Zarya, all that type of stuff um and um and about la valiant who i think is just very good at adapting to what's happening um right. and it was just really good to watch there were some really good widow battles you know it was very like big back and forth between who was sniping who a lot of the time um, <laughs> yeah, I've, seen yeah. those, I've seen those widow battles they're pretty tense yeah they do get pretty tense even though it's just like you know two people just shooting at each other and not giving a shit about the rest of the team yeah so that there was that going down, um, and some interesting tank choices, I think overall, um, yeah. as 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 like what they're picking. Like I'm I'm honestly seeing some good diversity between like Diva, Winston, Orisa, Reinhardt, Zarya, etc. So there's been a lot of different tanks that are being played depending on where their map is, as well as whether or not you run a um, a Genji or a Tracer um, versus the Brigida, or do you just try and avoid the situation? Yeah, exactly. So man, um, I think it was a really good, really good um, game to watch. There wasn't too much like else exciting going on, uh, especially from the ones that I watched on day three, which were there. Um, so I'm just I'm looking forward to next week. Hopefully, we get some more plays happening with uh, week five. More and, widow um, battles. <laughs> yeah, more widow battles. Um, Needs more widow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> But what I would love to see is, that, you know, them, like, going forward a patch so we can actually see the proper, like, Hanzo shit. Oh, yeah, the bloody... The time when Hanzo becomes a cowboy and, like, replaces everything... Uh, What's-his-face cowboy can do? Yeah, McCree. Yeah. McCree, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I want to see that, as well as, like, some of the nerfs that came into Predator and whatnot. So yeah, hopefully right. that'll happen soon, but I don't have very high hopes. Yeah, that uh, really wraps it up for the Overwatch League. 
Fair enough, man. It sounds like some interesting stuff's going on in Overwatch. Yeah, there is some interesting stuff going down. All right, man. Time for our last little segment. Um, you wanted to talk about something that we can do in our home games, our esports at home. Yeah, something I saw the Koreans doing. Oh, yeah? Well, what were they doing? So, from the land of three Tiger Kingdoms, uh, which, by the way, is Korea's origin story. Yep. <laughs> so, mounting in a team fight, it, um, I've seen them do it every now and then. And, like, what'll happen is the tank will be in the right position for where they are. Like, they're where they should be in the team fight, like at the front. But everyone sort of shifted focus away momentarily. Uh-huh. And what they'll do is they'll mount. And I'm like, what? Yeah, for one, how <laughs> because... the hell did you get that off? Oh, yeah. So, so it made me think about, like, what did mount do? Uh, what, why would I mount in a team fight? And I realized the... So instead of mounting, Lost Vikings have just a generic speed up. And there's a, I think there's another hero that has a similar thing, but I can't think of what it is at the moment. And what you want to do your mount for is now you move a bit faster than normal. And what that gives you is it gives you uh, increased ability to avoid skill shots, which if you've expended your enemy team's resources on yourself, then you've been an effective tank. So if you... If you completely avoid the damage of a leaming or, or a leaming uh, magic missiles, uh, but they, but leaming's aimed it at you for God knows whatever reason, mm. then you've expended leaming's resources, which is her mana, and you're being an effective tank. Yeah, sure. And so getting the speed buff inside the team fight is actually, it's actually reasonably. Uh, it's a good trade-off because you have to channel for one point five seconds to mount. Yeah, something like that. But um, what you do is you stop you stop actively using abilities for one point five seconds to get a speed buff, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? Why is Blaze on a horse now?" <laughs> and, and they they will turn and start using their resources on you again. So so you you've reshifted focus back to yourself because obviously with the horse, what you can do is you can go back into the backline and start uh, aggroing Mafurian or Karazim or whoever happens to be healing them. Yeah, I, I, I do think um, that this is something... I haven't actually seen this, but I am curious to see it in action. And it is something that I think that we can all do, because uh, like a speed boost in the middle of a fight is essentially just this crazy thing where yeah. you can just like reposition really quickly and get where you need to be, whether that's like you need to back out or you need to go in a little bit further. And a sort of this hidden psychological thing in Heroes is that if someone's on a mount, I just want to knock them off it. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, no, you don't get to be on your fucking mount. All right, I'm <laughs> yeah, going to knock you off that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, so, uh, so I think it's an interesting, like, I never actually thought of mounting in a team fight before I saw it, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, why wouldn't I press Z all the time? Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Man, I think it's something that we need to try out. Yeah, no, I think so. I'm, I, I'm keen to give it a go. Like, I, I want to see actually how many times can I. Fight. like I just give myself a personal challenge mm. yeah like <laughs> obviously it has to be once all of your cooldowns are spent you're not really going to be doing too much 
you know. Oh, you know, you know, you've you've used your abilities. The only people you can charge at the moment are tanks, and you don't really want to, like you know. But something you can still do, you can always press Z. Like mm. pressing Z is actually always an option, and you know, if it gives you a speed boost and you get it off, why the fuck not? Yeah, no, I I completely agree, man. All right, I think I think it's something we need to try. We need to get in there. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm pressing Z right now. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, I think that just uh, wraps it up for today. Um, yeah. So where can we find uh, this podcast, Eugene? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, so we can contact the podcast in a few ways. Um, you can find us uh, on our email. If you want to send an email to the podcast to ask us a question or anything like that, for any reason, we are chilledpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Twitter where you find out any updates or any tweets about the show, about our schedule and about anything to do with our podcast. It's chilledpodcast at chilledcast. Uh, you can also find our full catalog of podcasts as well as some other Blizzard uh, information from uh, from other content creators over on our website, jhray.com slash chilled. Um, and I believe as well, you can uh, you can sign up and, uh, and become become a member of uh, jhray.com. It's not going to net you anything at the moment, but there will be other features coming in soon. Yep, coming soon. That's <laughs> another program. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so you can find all of our stuff there over at jhray.com. Uh, this podcast is also found on um, iTunes, um and tune in so you can find us over in there and uh if you are there and you are listening and you want to drop us a review that would be very kindly appreciated so that maybe we we can um get some more exposure so drop us a quick review and that would be very much appreciated um joey where can people find you you can find me at jhtrade.com slash contact <laughs> and you'll find my email address there and you can also find me at jhtrader.com, where you'll see all of the my programming. Uh, but mostly at jhtrader.com, which is my website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the new blog that you've got coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my new blog, Meme Driven Development. You yeah. can uh, all about the memes. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. How to keep your dreams alive with memes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter. I'm at Ovilteen Gene. Um, if you want to contact me, you know, uh, maybe we can... Um, Talk about some of the new heroes coming out. Talk about some Overwatch strategy. Sounds or good. Whatever. All right. And that wraps it up for our show this week, man. Thank you for joining me, Joey. Yeah, stay easy, stay breezy, guys. Yeah. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>